Think about this. Our brains change. Memory is an amazing. What you think is in our there brains is aren't really finished. They're not fully cooked yet. You go with your heart. You we don't have any idea why yeah, we're, we're doing so smart. most of the things that we're doing. But here's the deal. Generally speaking, there is far more variability within those categories than there is between them. I'm Art Markman. I'm Bob Duke. I'm Rebecca McEnroy, and this is Two Guys on Your Head. Today, the psychology of DNA testing. I think we could start by saying that human beings are, are generally a curious lot. I mean, we tend to have curiosity about lots of different things. And of course, you can only be curious about things that you can actually get more information about, right? And and one of the things about now, no, it's only valuable to be curious about right. things you get more information about. <laughs> exactly right. But, but but now that we have, you know, things like Ancestry.com and Twenty Three and Me and these kinds of things, there are there are ways to get information about ourselves that was otherwise not available. But the thing is, once you get that information, how you interpret it and what you think it means is now a whole different issue. And what, as we've talked about on many different shows, we're really good at concocting stories that make stuff fit. And it's the reason that many people see that astrological uh, charts sort of tell them about their future and those kinds of things, because we can find a way to make the story fit that thing, whatever it is. And it, it may not fit at all, but our storytelling capacity is so good right? That, that post hoc, we can create this just so story, as they're called, that makes it seem like, well, of course, this fits exactly with my experience. Born under a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, but you know what? One of the things that's fascinating about uh, thinking about heritage is that for a long time, people would think about their ancestry primarily in, in somewhat more behavioral terms. I mean, there was a lineage you you could trace your 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 parents and grandparents and so on, you know, further back, but then the expectation was that there was something actually rather behavioral about that lineage that you were raised in a particular way, in part because your parents were raised in a particular way or your grandparents were raised in a particular way, and and so a lot of what people thought about when they spoke about ethnicity, for example, involved elements of of their behaviors and at the same time we had lots of categorizations that that cross cut this that were that were racial categorizations that had that, that were that were rooted in beliefs about biology and so you know did someone who who looked a particular way or had a particular skin color were they actually did we believe that they were biologically different and as we move forward into the present Biology now gets reduced to genetics, right? We just we assume that if there's a biological difference, it must be coded in people's genes in some way. And because we have now become adept at sequencing genes and comparing genes across different individuals, we now have begun to try to classify individuals based on their biology by, by using genes as a, as a proxy for that biology. And that's given rise to all of these services that will then come and analyze elements of your genetic code to look for things that might be relatively unique to a particular set of categories that you may come from. And because the United States in particular is a society where there's a lot of mixing of people who've come from different parts of the world, there is somewhat 
less homogeneity in in the ancestry of individuals from the U.S. than there tended to be, at least in the past, in other parts of the world. You have you have a lot of interest in well, can I find out something about my genetic history that I wouldn't have known before, and and does this tell me something? about myself that goes beyond what I would know just from some of the stories and other things I was told in the way I was raised on the sort of side of my ethnicity. You know, I, I think we have a tendency to categorize as, as human beings because it's efficient to do so. Uh, and, and we often categorize, most often categorize, based on what are the most salient features of a thing or a person or whatever. So was, as Art was saying, you think about skin color is, is an obvious thing. Sex is an obvious thing. Height is an obvious thing. Until you get to the margins, and then it's not obvious anymore, right? And, and, and when things become less clearly in a category, well, now there's more wiggle room to decide, well, is that in this category or is this other, other category? What, what happens with things like ancestry lineage analyses or genetic tests or those kinds of things they ostensibly reveal hidden features that provide another opportunity to categorize beyond what we're just able to see in with, with just looking at somebody or talking to somebody or finding out about who their parents were or whatever. Now we have this other variable that was otherwise hidden and now it's been revealed by these other things. But the thing is always interesting to me, when we classify people in particular according to some variable, whatever it is, the more sciency the variable looks the more we take that as the true thing right so if we find in somebody's genetic background that there's some percentage of neanderthal genes in this homo sapien you know we think ah now we know that explains <laughs> exactly right and we and we have a good example of that when we test people on any kind of dimension of functioning what's interesting to me that like a, a good example that this happens in schools is we describe kids as overachievers and underachievers now often that's based on some test score that they've made so we give kids an IQ test we give them some kind of test like the SAT or something we find they have really crummy grades and a really high SAT score we say boy what an underachiever well, which is the true measure of the person? What they do day in and day out or the, how they scored on this test? And what's interesting to me is our tendency to default to the test, right? So the test is who they really are, but their day-to-day -day behavior is something that represents underachievement. And I think this is true in almost any time we measure somebody on almost any variable, right? We assume that the test is the determinative thing about who they are, what they are, whatever, and their day-to-day -day ways of interacting with the world is somehow a deviation from that. Next week, we'll talk about the psychology of confidence with Dr. Art Markman and Dr. Bob Duke. You can listen back to this show at KUT.org or subscribe to the podcast to never miss an episode wherever you get your podcasts. David Alvarez is our engineer, and I'm Rebecca McEnroy. I produce Two Guys on Your Head at KUT Radio in Austin, Texas.